0: Welcome to the Grown and Vegan Life podcast. I am your host, Deetta Rohde. On this podcast, we talk about being vegan from the perspective of being healthy. So we look at both practical and spiritual ways to experience optimal health. The main thing to remember is that nothing in this show is meant to replace medical advice from a trained professional. I am sharing my experience and the experience of my guests. Please use wisdom and take what you feel will work for you. Now, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, family. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Grown and Vegan Life podcast. I am excited about this podcast. I have tried to do this about three times, so I'm hoping that it's going to be worth it. <laughs> I am hoping it's gonna be worth it. But today I really wanted to talk about using food as medicine, using food to heal. Um, I'm a strong believer in going to food before going to medicine. And when I talk about food, I'm really talking about also including like herbal teas, tonics, broths, vegetables of course, and just using those things to help our bodies to heal themselves. Really what we have to do is create environment, an environment of health, an environment of healing. And so using certain foods, paying attention to our body, listening to our body, that's what helps to create that environment that can make the body come into alignment and heal itself the way that God designed it. So, for me as a believer, I typically, if I'm not feeling well or if something's going on, I take that concern to God in prayer and ask for guidance on how to approach it. This has worked for me. Sometimes it takes a little bit before I get a clear answer of what I need to do, but. I always get to where I need to go, whether it's a resource that's outside of myself, connecting with someone, a book, an article, whatever it is, even sometimes a post that has information in it helps me. But also, I usually get recipes and and different things like that of what I need to eat So I'm gonna be sharing a couple of recipes at the end of this podcast. So be sure to listen through to the end that I actually included in the book that I wrote that's actually on, it's available on Amazon, but it's called Fighting Like a Girl, a Battle Guide for Women Diagnosed with Breast Cancer. And during that time when I was doing chemo, I got a recipe that's, it's a basic recipe but it was something that helped me so much. And it helped me with the process of going through chemo because, you know, one of the things about that is you're putting all of that in your body and I needed to clean it out. And so they they give you the suggestion to drink a lot of water because you really want to maintain your kidney health. And so I drank a lot of water and I ate this detox soup that I'm going to share with you. Now, this is good. You don't have to be going through chemo to be taking this soup because I've gone back to it a few times, but it's just good to clean out your body with. So I'll share that with you a little bit later. But I wanted to just give you a list of five foods that I like to call superfoods. It's not exhaustive. These are just things that I incorporate personally into my diet and and just, you know, they're writing this list reminded me that, hey, you need to get back on this. You need to get some of these foods back into your diet. And so I'm going to do that, but it was a great reminder for me to even create this list to share with you guys today. So I wanted to just talk about these foods. I like to call, like I said, superfoods that you can incorporate into your meal plan, you don't even have to be, the great thing about it, y'all, is you don't even have to be vegan to enjoy these foods. You, Whether you're vegan, whether you're on the fence, whether you're not even trying to be it, <laughs> you can incorporate these five things that I'm gonna share with you into your meal plan today. So the first one is, are nuts and seeds. Almonds are my favorite I did some research on almonds not too long ago and I learned that almonds are really a great source of, they they have a lot of nutrients, but they are great as an anti-inflammatory. Inflammation is one of the things that we really need to address. That's like at the core of a lot of different illnesses is inflammation in our body. So these almonds are anti-inflammatory they are packed with nutrients and antioxidants and they also help to fight cell damage so not just almonds nuts in general but almonds are my favorite also pecans and sunflower seeds so sunflower seeds i use that to make a vegan parmesan cheese that is great i have that recipe on the youtube channel if you want to try that out it's real simple It's in the shorts, so it won't even take you about a minute to watch. But it's just a sunflower seeds are great um, to include in your diet. Blueberries, 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 blueberries are great as well i've started to eat those and really the way that i make that use those are in my smoothies i also make a chia blueberry jam which i got this recipe by somebody that i follow on instagram very simple recipe um but i like to make use that as jam um, I like to use it and use them in smoothies and they're just really good. They're packed with antioxidants. They help to lower your blood pressure. And I've even read that they help with your cognitive skills. So they help you think better and who doesn't need help with that at times. <laughs> so blueberries are very good to have. I usually get the frozen ones, but I'll get both. I'll get frozen and fresh, um, just depends on what I'm going to be using them for. And then I just include those in my diet. Green leafy vegetables. We can't say enough about green leafy vegetables. They are a great source of iron, which we need that in our blood. They also have an, a, they are a good source of vitamin C. You can, um, the kale and spinach are my number two You know, one and two favorite spinach is at the top of the list, but I think that kale probably has a little bit more oomph to it, a little bit more um, vitamin C and um, maybe just more nutrients than spinach because it's a heartier leaf. But I typically eat more spinach because kale is a little bit harder for me to chew and digest you can't just saute, you can saute it up real quick, but it's just chewy. It's really chewy. It gets in your teeth and everything like that. All of that stuff. <laughs> but kale is really good. To me, kale is better like if you're going to make a soup or a stew because you have more time to cook it down so it can get tender. That's just my personal preference. I also use it in salad where I massage it with olive oil and season it up. So there's all kinds of ways that you can incorporate kale. I like to make a kale and beet salad, which brings me to the next number four superfood on the list are beets. Beets are beautiful. I love the color of beets, but they also are packed with nutrients for you. They are low calorie food. They're also anti-inflammatory. We always want to look for something like that. They help to lower blood pressure. You can also get beets in a powder form if you wanna use it for blood pressure. I add beet powder to my smoothies. And they have anti-cancer properties. So these are preventative medicine. Food is a preventative nutrient, I'll say. If we're using food as medicine, it's a preventative medicine. And like I say, when you're using food and the natural approach to health, Natural approach to health in my belief is preventative. A pharmaceutical or clinical approach, there, I've been trying to think of that word the last three times I recorded this, thank you. I finally got it out. (laughs) Clinical approach is really addressing a sickness or disease. Natural, holistic approach is addressing creating an environment for health. Creating an environment for your body to be healthy and to operate at its optimal level. The last food on the list is cilantro. Cilantro is one of those things that I slept on for a long time. I did not realize how amazing this food is. Cilantro... Um, it for me I think the best way is just to eat it. I've tried to juice it and when I've juiced it it didn't taste as great as I thought it would in my mind. Now I haven't made tea out of it yet. That is something that you can also do. Steep it and make cilantro tea. Um but it's just a good good food. It removes heavy uh, it removes heavy metals from your body. So it's good when you're wanting to detox. It also helps to lower anxiety, helps to chill you out, helps you to lower anxiety, get better rest, and it helps to lower blood sugar. So cilantro is a very good food to add. I think it tastes delicious. I like to add it, of course, in Mexican food, um, but it's just really good and I just love it. So cilantro is number five on this list and maybe one day i'll do another a part two to add more um to give you more foods but these are some basic ones to help you get started if you don't include these in your diet i do think that you want to do that you know incorporate them in somehow with the the beets as i was saying i make a kale and beet salad which is very simple just massaging the kale i season up the kale and then i I boil and chop beets and add those to my um, salad. Use whatever kind of dressing you wanna use. Top it with some garlic, minced garlic, and you have a delicious, delicious salad. I love kale and beet salad. It's great um, and it doesn't take a lot of effort to make it. So I promised you guys a recipe. I'm actually gonna give you two. One of them, I'll start with the easy one first, is not my recipe. I found this on YouTube a long time ago. I don't even remember who had this. It's popular, you might already do this, but this is for a detox water, detox water, which basically it's just water, which I like to use spring water, mint leaves and lemon. Also some ginger in there throw you a knob of ginger in your water. I like to get the infusing um, pitchers that you can get where it has the the thing in the middle that holds all of the Ingredients that you want to infuse the flavors into your water and that way they don't float around in your water And they also sit down in the whole thing of your water so lemon mint ginger put that in some water and let those flavors infuse in that. And that is a great detox water. I drank that as well when I was going through chemotherapy. And I, you know, I haven't done it in a little while, but that's what I use when I'm doing detox, as well as herbal teas and the soup recipe that I'm about to give you. Again, this recipe is taken from the Fighting Like a Girl book, a battle guide for women diagnosed with breast cancer. It's available on Amazon. I. It's one of those things that I said when I wrote this. It's a book that I hope you'll never need. But if you do, it's available. If you know someone who needs it, it's available. This book was the book that I wish that I had. I wrote the book that I wish I would have had. I shared my journey in that book and told the you know, the process. I wrote it as I was going through the process. So I just shared everything that I was dealing with, everything that I did, how I got through those moments. So this is the recipe. The ingredients that you need. One veggie broth bouillon cube, 15 ounce container of liquid veggie broth, one half chopped onion, one cup approximately chopped carrots, one bag fresh baby spinach, two to three handfuls of fresh kale, one head of chopped cabbage, one can of stewed tomatoes rinsed, one fourth cup of dry lentils, could use a little more, but be aware a little goes a long way. Garlic powder and Lowry seasoning, could add minced garlic, ginger, fresh ginger and some pepper if you desire directions in a soup pan saute onions in some olive oil also add the veggie bouillon cube and melt it in the olive oil these are usually soft so this works add other seasonings to this mixture then pour in some of the liquid veggie broth and start to add all of the rest of the ingredients as veggies cook down keep adding more broth until it is all added cook on medium to low and tip low heat until all ingredients are tender and incorporated delicious now I used laurie seasoning at that time I don't typically use laurie seasoning anymore because I use pink salt versus the salt that is probably in that seasoning I don't use table salt to my knowledge you know if I don't know it's in something then I obviously it's there but I don't intentionally use table salt. I use pink salt. I may use sea salt, but I try not to use the other salt that is, I think is not that great for us. So there you have it. That's my recipe. A couple of recipes I wanted to share, the five superfoods that I wanted to share. And these are just things that I think that if you can incorporate into your regimen, they will be very helpful for you. So this is a short and sweet podcast this week. I just wanted to go over some basic things and just talk about using food as medicine, using food um, to help us feel better. And really, you know, food, when we think of comfort food, we typically talk about feeding our emotions. But this is comfort food in the sense of making our lives better. Helping us to be good to ourselves. We are practicing a high level of self care when we eat well. When we eat well. Now, I'm not striving for perfection, I'm just striving for progress. So, when you eat well, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, not enjoy anything. Because there are days, I'll be honest that I just throw up my hands and say, okay, can I eat anything? Do I just eat air? (laughs) Because even when you eat healthy, there is something. I've been researching a supplement that I want and it's like, you'll be going so well reading the ingredients and looking at it and it goes so well until it doesn't. Until you see that, man, they've added something. Why do they even put that in there? So it's just frustrating sometimes when you're trying to find a food that's got everything you need in it and it doesn't have certain things that you don't want or don't need. It's just just a crazy balance. So we have to just use wisdom and just try to do our best. That's all we can do. Just try to do our best and not get too overwhelmed with, being perfect there's going to be times when you eat really great and there's going to be times when you might not eat that great but you want those times when you eat great to outweigh the times when you don't i've even heard people using the 80 20 rule on eating and that sounds good to me you eat the best you can eat at least 80 percent of the time and it's going to give you the or no, is that the, 80, <laughs> the 80-20 rule? I've got that all wrong. The 20% of the time will give you 80% of the results. Is that right? Correct me. Share it. Let me know. Anyway, the point is, is you try to do the best you can for a percentage. The majority, I like the 80% myself and then 20% I don't eat as well. But however that works. Um, it's better for moderation. All things in moderation. But anyway, thanks so much for listening. I will talk to you soon. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Grown and Vegan Life podcast. For more great content, visit grownandvegan.com. If you are interested in changing to a vegan lifestyle, but don't know where to start, check out the grownandvegan.com shop tab, and take my beginner vegan course. Or if you are past the beginner phase and are ready to take your journey farther, schedule a coaching session with me. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.